Hello everybody, uh, welcome to WCCF Talks. Uh, we've not got a Keith today, he's uh, he's just work shy, nobody likes him anyway. So we've got Kai, say hello Kai. Hello, cheers. We have the alcoholic Dave. You know it. <laughs> and we have Alessio. Hi. Who's below me on the screen. Right, so, well, the topic's fairly obvious. Xbox Game Showcase, the games that are most important, Psychonauts 2, no other game is, is important, and what everybody thinks about that, and also the general strategy of Microsoft in the upcoming console war, because it will be a war, we all know that. So uh, let's start it off with Alessio, let's see what you want to talk about with the showcase. Well, let's uh, let's begin with the obvious, I mean, it was... Uh... Uh, rather, uh, you know, underwhelming, let's say, uh, showcase. I mean, the PlayStation 5 showcase uh, from uh, last month wasn't, uh, wasn't quite, uh, you know, spectacular. It had some, some highlights, of course, but uh, it wasn't uh, the best showcase they ever made. And uh, still... This one uh, that we saw just a couple of days ago, uh, it was far, far worse, <laughs> I think. And uh, mostly, uh, I think what uh, struck me is that uh, aside from Halo Infinite, which we'll uh, get, to in, get into a bit more later, but uh, <laughs> most everything else uh, from Microsoft was... Uh, uh, CGI, CGI trailers, you know, and, too much uh, of a difference. Yeah, and uh, it was, you know, State of Decay three, for example, uh, CGI trailer, and the developers have said it's early in pre-production. So I mean, it's at least a couple of years, if not three, away. And uh, also something that uh, that I didn't actually think would happen. It's uh, yeah. The fact that uh, the new Forza game is not actually launching with the Xbox Series X, which was uh, really surprising because uh, actually they already skipped a year. Uh, they've been uh, quite regularly outputting uh, new Forza games every two years or so. Yeah, between Horizon and, and the regular series. Yeah, and uh, now it's been three years, and yet the new Forza, Forza game is, uh, again, uh, according to Turn 10, it's uh, early in development, which means uh, I'm guessing it won't be ready until uh, probably September uh, next, next year, year, not this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, um, uh, well, with you saying about the showcase, um, we spoke about this before when the Xbox uh, decided to show off some games. Like you said, a lot of CGI trailers. Do you not like they talked about how they were going to do better, show more gameplay? Do you not think they've just fallen into the same pitfall? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, of course, it was they overall they had more gameplay compared to their own, uh, uh, you know, mini mini showcase in June. No offense, but... that wasn't difficult. I'm showing yeah, more gameplay exactly. than that showcase now. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there was gameplay, but it was mostly from uh, uh, third-party developers. And 
you know, uh, that's that's not to say there weren't any interesting games. I mean, for example, the new Everwild trailer I thought was really cool. I mean, uh, the mm. visuals was was great. And uh, at the same time, uh, that's also a game that's not coming out anytime soon. So it's uh, basically they are launching the Xbox Series X with uh, Halo Infinite, which again itself didn't quite uh, set the world on fire, right? So it's well, we were talking about that a little earlier. I think uh, Dave and Kai have both got something <laughs> quite strong to say about Halo and Fable. Yeah, true. It's true. Well, yeah, I, I really like the 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 idea of Halo Infinite. I think I think because uh, from everything they've said so far, it seems like it's going to be a live service style title. Which I mean, Bungie already tried it, and Bungie has a better track record than Free for Free. That's all I'll say about that. So you know we're thinking I mean? it's just going to be a Destiny Halo version. I mean. I've been saying this since the original trailer because even in the original trailer, you've got the uh, the beacons in the background, like shooting stuff into the sky. And even watching that, I was like, if that isn't world events and other players, I don't know what the hell it is. As it turns out, it probably is world events and other players. And I don't want it. I don't know if it's going to be. I, I honestly doubt it will be a kind of a, an MMO-like game like Destiny. I don't think it will. Well, be. they've already said it's a platform for ten years of content, just like Destiny. So yeah, but I think uh, they are more thinking of something like uh, you know their own Halo Master Chief Collection. Like uh, they are going to add games to the a same. new trilogy of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Doubt it. Uh, I will, I'm going to say straight up no. I'm going to say straight up no, because why wouldn't they just release a new game? Unless this know. is going to be part of the, the strategy of making Games Pass a more essential thing. Mm. I mean, uh, they, I've, I've asked them. I'm, uh, I've got the chance uh, yesterday to Great. participate in a press Q&A, and uh, I, I asked them exactly this question. What, what did they mean when they said it will be a platform? installments and uh, you know it was uh, the answer was uh, vaguely non-committal as it often is but uh, yeah uh, basically they said that uh, they are thinking about the not just this installment but also the next generation of Halo games and experiences and uh, basically they said we'll still have more stories of Master Chief to tell and uh, they want uh, those stories to become part of Halo Infinite over time for years to come. That's that's basically what they said. So, so all and... seems all seems very, very odd because if they were thinking about the, the next generation Halos, why are they saying a cross-platform game is going to be a platform for 10 years of content? It it's... can't be a next no. generation game if it's on Xbox One. That's just... I don't yeah. think I need to like keep waving my arms to point that out because it <laughs> yeah. seems really obvious. Like at some point, the technology is going to catch up with them, and at some point, they're going to realize, "Wow, Halo Infinite in 2025 looks kind of crap compared to the competitors on the newer mm -hmm. game engines," and they're going to be struggling with a game engine from 2018. That's why I'm thinking, which is, like... which is still optimized for an old ass Xbox One. 
Yeah, that's why I'm thinking, that's like not I said, they're gen. probably thinking, same as when Destiny said 10 years worth of what, yeah, 10 years. Uh, they but were no, that's the thing, though. The they meant it. Destiny yeah, meant did, it. Yeah. Bungie meant a 10-year platform, and then they realized, oh, our platform is ruined. Let's make Destiny 2, and that'll be the platform. Oh, so I, I, I don't know if maybe I read wrong, but I read that the original plan was for an actual trilogy. Three games. Uh, every. So here's the thing. Uh, with 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 Destiny, they totally originally intended to have like an entire galaxy to explore. Mm. They realized they they messed it up too bad. Went on to Destiny Two. Destiny Two was originally intended to have all the content of Destiny One. wasn't compatible because the changes they made to the engine wasn't good. Mm. Okay. This is what's going to happen to Infinite, and I can't believe that it's like seven years on and we're having this problem. How come 343 are constantly playing catch-up to Bungie? And now it's playing catch-up to Bungie's mistakes. <laughs> That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, That's just my we opinion. Could, we could obviously find out later this year that, yeah, it's different. Or Well, we won't find out later this year. We'll find out further down the line, but yeah. Kai, what, what do you yeah, think? What do you think, Kai? Kai, you're quiet. I think you muted yourself. Oh, bloody hell, I was still muted. <laughs> um, anyways, as far as like the live service goes, is, does that mean the Halo's going to try and throw an itemization in there to try and play catch-up to the RPG mechanics of Destiny? Like, How is that going to work to keep players engaged uh, in that world? Uh, well, uh, I can, I can uh, interject uh, right there because... One of the questions that was made in the roundtable QA was uh, precisely if this is going to be a bit more of an RPG, but they said it's definitely not going to be an RPG. And uh, so, uh, you know, with regards to the, uh, like the grappling hook and stuff like that, they just said that uh, they want players to have the freedom to explore. You know, they mentioned this will be like several times larger than the two previous campaigns combined in terms of, uh, you know, scope. And uh, basically, uh, they said that this will be like Halo C uh, Combat Evolved, the first one, with the uh, walls knocked down and then giving players the freedom to explore. And as they explore, there will be, you know, uh, equipment and upgrades, but uh, there shouldn't be, uh, you know, proper RPG uh, like... Uh, scale trace and stuff like that and that i not i don't think it will be so i mean how do you keep players engaged from using like the same guns for not just a 10 15 hour campaign but for multiple years you know yeah well we know they've got upgrades and because uh, some of the screenshots that people have got from the trailer uh, you're looking on the map screen there's like an upgrades menu that you can tab into and uh, from one of the quest descriptions on that menu, it says that you can get upgrades from missions. Uh, it just depends on how far these upgrades go. Like, is this going to be a traditional mini skill tree per weapon? Like, maybe a Doom-style upgrade per weapon thing? Or... Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, personally, I think uh, the, the gameplay demo was... Uh, Underwhelming, mostly because uh, you know, uh, not not about the graphics. Because I think the graphics, uh, while not spectacular, you know, when you when you play the 4K the 4K video, it's uh, it's still quite good. I mean, uh, not the best in the market, but 
yeah and uh but the gameplay i think is still i mean uh, my my number one complaint with Dalo for four years is that uh, they have basically fallen behind uh, uh, you know else. generally uh, yeah in terms of game design game mechanics i mean it's it just feels old and uh, you know of course there is a nostalgia factor kicking in uh, but uh, i don't i'm not sure it's enough these days uh, you know people want uh, like uh, many options when they are approaching uh, combat situations uh, uh, maybe even involving stealth but uh, that doesn't seem to be an option and uh, I don't know it's it just feels like uh, I mean even in the moment-to-moment action at least judging from the from the video it, it didn't even feel you know as punchy when it comes to the raw combat action as uh, Destiny 2. I mean, uh, they still haven't matched Bungie. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think we've just said, like, yeah, Halo Infinite's going to be a bit of a... It's one to watch, we'll say. That's been generous. But what about the other games? So what surprised everybody else? What was the biggest surprise or surprises? What about you, Alessio? Uh... Well, I, I mean, uh, in terms of, uh, of course, it was uh, it was a CGI trailer, but uh, the new the new Obsidian game uh, allowed. I mean, it's it's certainly intriguing. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be set in the in the same world as Pillars of, of Eternity, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh, although. Um, uh, I, it's actually not clear yet if it's going to be a prequel or a sequel like uh, many years in the future. Uh, certainly is kind of a different different time and era uh, compared to the Pillars of Eternity games that uh, we've seen. And of course, it's, uh, it's interesting because we've seen uh, uh, that uh, it seems like uh, uh, Obsidian is trying to make their own Skyrim. Uh, you know, at some point in the in the footage, we've seen uh, uh, players uh, uh, dual wielding like a spell in one end and a sword in the other, and I'm assuming that will be in the game as well. And uh, you know, that was one of the big uh, of the big new features of Skyrim at the time. And uh, I just think this will be, you know, there there are big chance, the big shot at uh, actually competing with the big guys in the RPG scene. Uh, I think they they deserve it. I mean... I, I would yeah. argue that they're already there. I mean, the Outworlds, they've got the new the, um, expansion coming there. Um, and not only that, Obsidian made the best Fallout game without a <laughs> yeah. shadow of a doubt. So, I mean, I think everybody knows that Obsidian's got the quality there. They, they can make the games. It's just them having the money to do this. And, uh, well, they're yeah. being busy now. They've got Microsoft backing them financially, so yeah. they're making. They've got Grounded coming out soon. They've got the expansion to Outer Worlds, and then they've obviously announced this new game. So yeah, busy. yeah, that's what that's basically what I meant because yeah. now they finally have. Uh, I mean, uh, just like Ninja Theory as well, uh, and possibly even Inkside. We'll see later. They have a bigger, bigger game coming as well after Western Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these these independent developers, I think uh, they 
they finally have the chance, you know, with Microsoft's uh, backing uh, to make uh, a game that is comparable to, uh, you know, the best ones in their genres. Whereas previously they were always struggling with the budget and always coming up uh, often a bit short, you know, maybe it was uh, Polish, it was, uh, I don't know, voice acting. And now they don't have any limits. So, uh, you know, uh, at least in terms of the budget. So, Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, when I saw the trailer for Avowed at first, and obviously it said Obsidian at the start, so I thought it was actually going to be Pillars of Eternity 3. Um, Kind of happy to see that that it's not. I'm kind of happy to see that they're doing something new and interesting. Personally, I wasn't crazy about the Outer Worlds, but the fact that they've got as you guys have said, Microsoft money. Yeah. That makes me more interested. I feel like they could go a little bit further and make something a little bit more interesting. Um, for some reason, the Outer Worlds just didn't grab me, just didn't keep me interested. But to be honest, I think I've always had a problem with that RPG shooter hybrid thing. Mm. And I think I'd be a bit more okay with just some uh, visceral axe sword slashing. Yeah. yeah. So why is nobody uh, excited about Grounded? <laughs> which one was that? That's the little tiny, like, where you like little small people and there's shitloads right. of insects around. Right, That's yes. coming out quite yeah. soon, really. A few months, another month, is it? You, you know, that doesn't look terrible, but then in the trailer, they had to start crafting their base, thing. and I was yeah. like, oh, God, I, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out at that point. <laughs> right? <laughs> I actually think it would be so, so cool to have a game where you like explore, you know, a macro world where everything's giant compared to you. Like you'd be weaving between bra- blades of grass, like evading ants or whatever. I actually think conceptually it's incredible, but then from the trailer, it really looks like a tower defense game where yeah. the offenders yeah. are bugs. It is, yeah. It's um, one of those things. I mean, you've got those, you've got games that have come out which show you that small scale, like Bee Simulator, that came out. And mm. that's just, you're a bee. Um, yeah, they're not quite the yeah, same as is. what you're talking about, but they're interesting. I, I would really like, you know, that that experience of feeling really small in a big world. Like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but a video yeah. game, you know. And seeing the trailer for this, I was like, oh, that's a really, really cool idea. And then seeing it go on, I was like, I don't care so much now. <laughs> uh, but it would be cool. It would so be which cool. is your game from the showcase then? My game of the showcase? Either the, yeah, either your... The one that stood out most for you, for good or bad reasons. I know you're not happy about Fable. Someone else go first. Someone else go first. I'm looking for the list of games. <laughs> go on, Kai. Yeah, uh, for me it was actually the... Well, they're still talking about what it's going to be, but uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. I mean, that game has been out in Japan for, I think it just had its eight-year anniversary a couple weeks ago. So the game is very long in the tooth, so I'm glad to see that it's finally getting an overhaul, even just a couple months after hitting the U.S. shores. Like, we're still playing catch-up to all the content that Japan has. Like, we still have you know, five years worth of story and content updates to catch up to. And now they drop this new enhanced version of Fancy Star on us. Okay. Yeah. The interesting thing, uh, I think, is that uh, 
they've said they are also overrolling uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 uh, in terms of graphics. So basically, even existing players uh, on yeah. Fantasy Star Online 2 will have uh, much better graphics. Uh, yeah, didn't they say it was going to be like a cross-play, cross-progression? You can like jump in and out of a new Genesis or standard version? Yes. Um, the unique thing to it, though, is you don't get um, like character growth. You also don't get to carry over like your money. So I'm not too sure if like you're importing the look of your character and your class, and then you're building off something new from that, or if they're treating it more of like an action game set within the same universe. So with that I coming see. out on the Series X, is it also coming out on the PS5? Do we know? Maybe this is Microsoft's way of uh, oh finally oh, trying to grab. I actually the... know this one. In Japan, they have confirmed yes. it's coming out on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Yes, in uh, the West, the... no. Yeah, um, the caveat to that is both Nintendo Switch and one of the PC versions are going to be their cloud gaming service, though. So, mm, okay, that we might not see in the West, um, especially because a lot of this the cloud streaming stuff, you know, Resident Evil Seven, um, I think one of the yeah. Assassin's Creeds on yeah, Switch, yeah, I can't remember those didn't one. make it out of Japan. Yeah, I'm just quite yeah, curious totally. if this is Microsoft's way of uh, if it's exclusive on console to the Series X, maybe this is a way to try and grab some Japanese audience. Well, actually, I, I don't think it's going to be next-gen only. I mean, it's on Xbox One as well. It's oh, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be on the Series X in 2022? 21. I do, now, now that we've mentioned the, the streaming service stuff on the Switch and stuff, I do wonder if this means, uh, because PSO2 New Genesis is going to have the Microsoft Azure uh, stuff. I wonder if that would be a good introduction to the West for more cloud streaming stuff. Mm. Like, yeah. possibly, I could I could see that working because, like we said, thus far, at least on Nintendo Switch, we've only seen uh, the streamed gaming, unlike Resident Evil Seven and Assassin's Creed in Japan, because of the sort of closed circuit internet they've got. Almost, mm. <laughs> the, I'd be uh, really interested to see what Microsoft Azure could bring to the global stage. Um, and I think Microsoft definitely wants to make a big splash of all their cloud streaming stuff yeah. on next gen, which we um, can move on to soon. Yeah, I mean, the games for me in the showcase, I've already I mentioned one of them, Psychonauts 2. Again, it's Psychonauts, it's number two. I love Psychonauts. Yeah, sure. And um, I'm, I'm a massive fan of the old Stalker games, so I'm looking forward to Stalker 2, but at the same time... I'm not. Yeah. Uh, simply because the developers of the original Stalker games are no longer there. They are making Metro. That's just how it is. Well, uh, well at least some of them. I mean, yeah, some the of core them are ones. there. Yeah, yeah the, core, the core people behind the series are. But, it, I mean, they've got experience. They've They've made games like that, so it will be interesting to see how it works out. I mean, I love Stalker, so I will be playing that the second it comes out. Yeah, yeah, they said it, it should be one of the biggest open world games to date. Also, you know, the, the first game had uh, this incredibly advanced, at least for the time, AI. Mm. And uh, now they're calling it A-Life 2.0. Uh, basically, they said it will control the state of the world and the behavior of characters and mutants, uh, mm. make the zone ever-changing, truly alive, and, uh, of course... 
this is mostly marketing speech, but you know, well, it's <laughs> we'll just going to be. It's just going to be strange because the developers, GSC Game World, haven't made it. This is Stock Two is meant to come out next year. They haven't. That that'll be their face game released in five years, and before that, they had seven years. It's like Call of Tripper at two thousand and nine. Um, uh, Cossacks 3 were 2016 and then now 2021 how how long have they been developing this yeah mm. I think uh, it was it was scrapped at some point I mean they had announced it uh, mm. they announced uh, Stalker 2 uh, a few years ago Yeah, and then they basically rebooted it I think that's why yeah Yeah. So, uh, they began development I think right after Call of Pripyat, uh, Pripyat. And then, yeah, they scrapped it and made Cossacks three, which a big, a big change from a from a reasonably open world shooter, quite atmospheric horror shooter. I say horror, but you know what I mean. To a strategy game. Oh. Yeah, uh, but uh, they made the, the <laughs> previous Cossacks games as well. Yeah. So yeah, they did. Yeah. Well. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to see. I, I mean, as I said, I love the Stalk series. That's again, you can see how it branched out. The core people from GSC they went on to make Metro series, so it'll be interesting to see what the other people can make. And yeah. again, Psychonauts too. I just want yeah. more brain brain bending journeys. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think uh, my now that I've looked through the list, my personal <laughs> game of the show. I'm split actually, and it's very. I'm very disappointed about the fact that I am split. Um, you and the fact that the things that. I'm split between aren't all that good. First of all, Tetris Effect Connected, very <laughs> exciting. Tetris Effect is good. It's very good. Tetris Effect is great. I'm very yeah. excited for Tetris Effect Connected. Not releasing multi-platform till summer 2021. Oh God damn! How d- ha- ah ah. Why would they do that to me? I'm not going to care is, in a yeah, year. Just, in a year? You know what timed exclusives are like. Everybody moans about the Epic Games Store. <laughs> ah! God! Okay, so that's my that's my opinion on Tetris Effect Connected. I'd love to be excited about that. Um, and the other one is actually The Gunk uh, from Image hmm. and Form Games, which uh, obviously we know Image and Form from making the Steam World series. Yeah. And all of the Steam World games have been pretty darn good. They've all had a, a unique flow to them. Like you start playing them, and then two, three hours pass, and you're just still playing it. And uh, I really admire them for that. And so, you know, Steam World Dig, Steam World Quest, and Steam World Heist were all very good. And so I would like to see what's going to come from them next. I, I don't know what the gunk is from the trailer. I'm not actually that interested, but I have faith they will do something yeah. good. It's due to the due to the developer itself that you're interested. A- absolutely, absolutely. So we've well. What's Alessio? Alessio, I can say. Have you actually mentioned the game that you're most interested in? Yeah, I've mentioned the uh, Avowed. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah you did okay. yes. Makes so sense, yeah. we haven't touched on the one game that I keep taunting Dave with, Fable. Huh. Hold on, I need to yeah, throw something. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, uh, uh, I'm not sure why uh, Dave was uh, particularly disappointed. I mean, maybe because of the MMO romance, is that it? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's the ones. <laughs> He's just gone now. He's gone. He's... <laughs> so let me tell you. Let me put that down first. I, as a wee nip, was the biggest Fable fan. Like, Fable 1, love it, adore it. Fable 2, a bit disappointed, still a big fan. Fable 3, no. No. No, we've gone too far. We've gone See, too far. I mean, as a standalone, if it wasn't so hyped, I did, I could, I could enjoy Fable 3. It was average. And I will say, it's an average game. But I enjoyed the management aspects of it as well. It brought together RPG and management simulation, which yeah, are things yeah. I absolutely love. I played. But I it was it was the thing is RPG. it didn't go deep enough with any no, of them. No, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. It was it, like it teased you a lot yeah. with like it's quite super. Like when you first start up the game and when you first become the king, it makes you think that there's going to be like so many options which are going to so massively change the game. And then when you actually play it, you're like, ah, weren't that much were there. No. And and I want to be excited for for Fable, but we've just discussed we've discussed games which look really good, and we've discussed games that we're excited are excited for based on the developer. And then I look at I hate uh, Fable. And it's got neither. See, it's got a CGI trailer, and they're like yeah. the guys from Forza Horizon are doing it. Yeah, but uh, what RPGs they made? Yeah, yeah, but to be fair, Creative Assembly strategy developers just pure strategy they made one of the best survival horror games of recent memory so a good caliber developer can still branch out i i believe it i believe it i wanna i wanna have faith i wanna say this is no, I don't want to say this is the alien isolation of the generation actually that's not what i want to say but one can hope yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying. I, I, I have high hopes because playground games have a lot of experience, and I think if the MMO rumor is true, big if, big if, big, big asterisk, if that's true, it makes sense because playground games have obviously been incorporating sort of always online functions into Forza for a while. Yeah, you know, you're driving around, you see other people or whatever. Yeah, that's true. I, I, and and of course because of Forza as well. Really big, wide-open worlds. And in Forza Horizon 4, which I was playing today, uh, British, which is kind of what Fable is. Yeah. So... Bring back John, all, please. All, I mean, you know, if you just remove the cars and put in blokes with swords, you're almost there. <laughs> but, mm, I, I... So many things could go wrong. And what are you and, thinking, Alessio? <laughs> uh, well, I think, uh, of course, it's it's way too early to make any kind of final <laughs> judgment oh, but uh, I, think, uh, I think I hmm. think the trailer did show uh, that the humor is still there you know the the core humor that's that's fable I think uh, was already in the in the trailer which is which is promising hmm. and uh, you know regarding the shared world uh, elements I think if they are you know optional maybe they are baked into the story uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, there is an in lore explanation for uh, uh, other heroes coming from other dimensions. I don't know stuff like that. It could yeah. be. It could be nice, as long as uh, you know it's optional and the the main story is still uh, you know uh, big, expansive, and uh, full experience. That's fair enough. And 
yeah, you've not you've been quite quiet, Kai. What are you thinking? I mean, I already talked about PSO, but um, the other one I'm kind of curious about. I'm just thinking. Fable. Oh, What's for Fable, Fable. Fable. I've only played the first one, and the bloody thing. I kind of got bored midway through, but I think that's probably because I was like my expectations were so high with Molyneux talking up, yeah. you know, all this unique stuff you're going to be able to do yeah. with your character progression and the state of the world and how the story is going to matter. And it just uh, didn't. I still remember. <laughs> Did you play it. that when it came out as well? Yeah. I still yeah. remember Molyneux talking about how you could plant a tree, plant a yeah. seed yeah. in the <laughs> background. By the end of the game, it would be a pure a, a tree. It's like, come oh, on, Peter. Come on, Peter. Just my dude. Mind it in a bit. But yeah, uh, I gotta say the whole Fable MMO thing. I gotta say I believe it. I believe it because as soon as the Fable trailer starts, the first line is "The world is filled with stories," and then it mm. talks about how there's like infinite heroes and infinite villains. And... Yeah, it does sound. Yeah, oh. it's like setting up an MMO that sort of thing. It it is, and also <laughs> just just I'm not even gonna do the also. I'm not gonna do the also. Yeah. We're done. It's not gonna be MMO. <laughs> it's gonna be a live service title. Ah! <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, massively multiplayer online game are always. A it is a type title. of live service, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's like not... no. I, I know what type of live service the guys are talking about. He's thinking the Destiny or the Marvel's Avengers or, or even worse, Anthem. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, but uh, you know, um, uh, I think uh, at least uh, you know one of the interesting things is that uh, it seems to be made for next gen only, which yeah. is again, uh, it's an interesting topic because uh, you know Microsoft uh, said that uh, they did actually they didn't want uh, exclusives for a couple of years. Yeah, they uh, they. See that we were gonna. That's the next topic. It's the business. See what sort of business are Microsoft going for? I don't think they're going to stick to that no exclusive things for a couple of years because already they've got. We already know that Stalker's a console exclusive. Uh, they've already said that Stalker Two is going to be a console exclusive, and I wouldn't be surprised if you found that. Well, anything made by a Microsoft studio. From Obsidian to well anybody, um, in State of Decay that'll be a console exclusive, of course. Uh, so again, I just don't believe in that no console exclusive line. Again, they can say no exclusives, everything's coming to the PC. Technically, they're right, but yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm just mostly talking about uh, you know support of the Xbox One, which okay, is. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I, it was a bit confusing because uh, I think uh, The Verge even wrote an article about it. There was, uh, like, at the end of a trailer, uh, there were logos for the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X and PC, mm. uh, but uh, on the Xbox Wire, uh, you know, the website, uh, there was no mention of the Xbox One version. I, I'm not sure what game was that, but... I mean, there was some confusing messaging uh, yeah. regarding uh, the availab- availability of the games uh, across generations from Microsoft. Yeah, I'd, so I think I think the the games over the ne- up until the end of twenty twenty one, I think they're the ones that are going to be 
suitable for the Xbox One. Maybe you'll find some in 2022, but they're going to want to within the next within the year and a half after launch of the console, they're going to want to phase the old one out. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, uh... it's how you get people to buy it. It's just <laughs> that is what it is. Plus, you you're not forcing developers to scale back a game to old gen hardware. Yeah, also, uh, you know, I think Phil Spencer said that, uh, of course, PCs uh, have always <clears throat> have always had to deal with uh, scaling mm. because of the nature of the platform, and yeah. they, of course, PC didn't didn't have any major problems uh, while still having to support lower end PCs. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, I don't think it's the same thing with consoles. I mean, with uh, I mean, the Xbox One, uh, the base Xbox One is really a, an old piece of hardware by this point, right? Mm, I mean, of course. And uh, it, you know, I think uh, as much as you spin it, if you have to make a game that also runs on Xbox One, it's uh, just not going to be able to, uh, you know, squeeze out everything in the new hardware. Mm. It's uh, just the way of the how things are. Uh, so the question I asked earlier, which um, is sort of the same link I linked it to Fantastar Online too, how do we think um, Microsoft are going to tar- target the Asian audience? Because let's face it, that's where they failed miserably every single outing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, a major part of that, a very major part of that, will be xCloud because mm-hmm. they've just announced the. Uh, xCloud, the xCloud launch is coming in uh, September, I think, and it will be basically bundled with Xbox Game Pass. So that's uh, potentially a great combo for uh, you know breaking through into markets uh, that are tougher, like Asia, and uh, especially you know in Japan where they are always uh, heavily heavily connected. Maybe mm-hmm. they they don't uh, now they they won't need to buy an xbox console but yeah. uh, you know they'll still be in the ecosystem uh, i i can see that um i think for me part of like like you said at least they'll be in the ecosystem at a smaller small they'll generate some revenue for microsoft but a small level but for me i think it's getting people to invest in the ecosystem at a higher degree to buy the games um I can see they've obviously they've partnered with Sega now. The Yakuza series is coming out on the Xbox, so I just can't see many. I've still not seen or heard of many games that could generate that interest in that audience. Whereas Sony's always got a litany of it. I don't know what Kai or Dave think. Um, I think uh, Microsoft are definitely going to make those slow moves into Japan. Uh, we've already mentioned multiple times now uh pso2 genesis yeah and uh we said that in japan at least it's being marketed as also being on ps4 and uh, nintendo switch really interestingly is not being marketed as being available on xbox one possibly just a sign of how few xbox ones have been sold in japan to be honest uh but in the past we've had multiple rumors about uh, Microsoft xCloud potentially making its way to Switch, pot- potentially making its way to mobile devices or even other consoles. I think that'd be totally smart, especially for the Japanese audience. I wouldn't even be shocked if they did maybe a trial 
in the the Asian region before moving out into the West, uh, because like we've got a lot of people in Japan who are more and more pressed for time than ever. The the more and more playing games on the go, or they're less and less using like a home setup. Um, having a Nintendo Switch to play those games on would be fantastic. Of course, the main issue would be uh, no uh, internet connection when you're out and about. We'll see how that's tackled. I definitely think Microsoft are being really... I'm not sure I'm going to say smart. I want to say interesting. I am fascinated by Microsoft's approach in general right now to like uh, subscription services. Um, I think I am more likely to invest in like a Game Pass Ultimate subscription mm. than I am a Series X. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and we've 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 spoke about this before. We spoke about how we prefer having as many games as possible available to us as opposed to. Uh, doubling down on a PC and an Xbox. Me and you have said that before, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Well, I um, I've got the PC. I'll not begin. I'll not be touching an Xbox. Yeah, the absolutely. Xbox and that, out on the PC. Yeah, and I don't think I'll be getting an Xbox either. But now that the, there's so many like things they are introducing, I do think to myself, hey, I could maybe find myself paying for a Game Pass subscription long term. You know, yeah. as it is right now, maybe not. <laughs> but once we've got xCloud and everything yeah. introduced, I think but, it could be a really, really powerful proposition. I don't um, know if this has been mentioned, but with you mentioning mobiles for xCloud, do you think there's a possibility of Microsoft trying to branch out further, branch out into China? Because as we know, that the actual audience there, mobile audience in particular, that's mm-hmm. hundreds of millions, billions of dollars. I, I think it would be incredibly smart of Microsoft to focus on uh, streaming Game Pass xCloud into China. I mean, obviously they've got, there's a decent PC market there already, but not high-powered. Yeah. That would be perfect for xCloud. Well, that's why mobile gaming, as so... we've said. Yeah, mobile games in, in the same space as well. Not high-powered, but very popular. xCloud would be natural to both of those. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Samsung actually recently announced a new smartphone, which is you know, labeled uh, as uh, as uh, xCloud optimized. Yeah. I'm not sure what that the means, Fold but... one, some Galaxy Fold five, or I don't know which one it was. Yeah, there's so, a million of them. It's interesting because uh, actually Microsoft has been uh, working with Samsung on a number of things. Uh, actually, uh, Samsung also seemingly is pushing with Microsoft to support ultra-wide resolutions on Xbox. Uh, we said that last week, I think. So it's interesting uh, to see how they will, uh, you know, uh, further this uh, partnership, you know, both on the mobile uh, and on the screen front. Yeah. So what are you thinking, Kai, on the business front? XCloud is definitely going to be the major push for them, especially if they could start licensing a lot more like Japanese RPGs for um, the Asian audiences. But if they're going to be focusing on mobile with XCloud, they need to have an official XCloud controller. Hmm. Like touchscreen only control might work for some RPGs, but it's not ideal. You have stuff like the, the newer Razer controllers, that are pushing for xCloud compatibility, but you don't have anything officially Microsoft. 
I mean, if Microsoft wants to release, you know, say a clip for their controllers so that someone can use it with uh, injunction with their iOS or Android device, great. And it's not like there's any issues with bandwidth or network strength to be able to run these RPGs, as we can clearly see in South Korea, Japan, mainland China, and so forth. But it's going to be the game offerings on Xbox Game Pass that might make or break it for the Japanese audience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in uh, in the West, they've been... Uh... Honestly, they've been building quite the impressive library in terms of Western games. And, uh, of course, it will be interesting to see how many uh, Japanese games or Asian games they can, uh, they can get onto Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, that we haven't talked about it yet, but we have Dragon Quest XI-S coming to Xbox Game Pass as well as other platforms. Mm, yeah. That one's going to be a little weird in the West because it's going to be a port of the Nintendo Switch version. Mm. So when you're looking at that on PS4 compared to the original PS4 version, it's going to sound better. It's not going to look better by any no. means at all. I imagine. Yes, yeah, I was actually going to mention that before we finished up because I thought it was interesting to mention as well. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. It basically comes with all the visual downgrades they gave the Switch version, other than resolution. Uh, but then with all the upgrades to like the uh, the sound library and the oh, story, yeah, which yeah. is which is madness, but cool. I, it is it is a bit of a shame because when I saw that announced, I was like, oh yeah, now I can see all the new stuff, but with like better graphics. And then apparently it's like, no, no, we're not gonna do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, what's up with that? I mean, they could they could up the graphics, surely. Right. They they said that they ran uh, the definitive edition on a newer version of Unreal Engine 4, and it's incompatible with the older stuff. I don't know how true that is, but it seems seems like a big sacrifice, honestly. Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, there truly is no definitive edition of that game now. Uh-huh. Right. Fair enough. Um... If since we since we're still on business, before we move off of business, I do want to. Um... I think when we're done with business, that's it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll quickly go over this. Thank God we got un- unlimited time today. Um, Xbox Live Gold. Uh, not long ago, someone on my Twitter, I believe it was Liam Robertson, pointed out that on Microsoft's official site, which I am looking at right now, okay, you can no longer buy a twelve-month subscription for Xbox Live Gold. Yeah, I'd read yeah. about that uh, a yeah, week or so can... back, that was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little while ago. It was just before the uh, Xbox showcase. You can no longer buy 12 months of gold. And that was just before, literally the day before they announced that Game Pass Ultimate was going to be beefing, getting beefed up, you know? To me, what this says is that going into next gen, and I've said this in previous podcasts before, going into next gen, uh, X- Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, is going to be Microsoft's key product. They're going to have the Series X, no, make no mistake about it, but the key product will be Game Pass because that will be sold to not just Xbox players and not just PC players, but thanks to xCloud, it'll be sold to everyone. And if Sony yeah. play nice, potentially even appear on PlayStation and, and Switch and everything, potentially. Mm. Obviously, zero guarantees. Yeah. But in the last few years, we've seen Microsoft reach out a lot of a hardware manufacturers like Nintendo, like publishing Cuphead and uh, Minecraft, etc. So, so if they're scrapping I, gold, does that mean the online multiplayers, the gateway to that will be moved to the um, Game Pass sort of thing? Or uh, Basically, I think they're going to long-term just try and incorporate it. Yeah. You know? 
all of those people that only use their Xbox to play online on FIFA are now going to also have a Game Pass, which will cost them more, but it will offer more value. Uh, yeah. If they yeah. use the value, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean... But either uh... way, uh, imagine, imagine going from everyone who is only paying for Xbox Live Gold right now, who's paying... Apparently it's seven pound a month. That's insane. I was going to say five. What is seven ninety nine? I thought it was. Yeah, it's six ninety nine. I didn't know that. I thought it was a little bit less than that. It's gone up in recent years. (laughs) Um, They're going from that to basically double that price. All of those people that are currently, yeah, all those people that are currently paying paying the minimum, their minimum is essentially going to double. Yes, they're going to have more value. That long term is going to be a lot more money in. In theory, though, that could turn people off who aren't interested in the rest of it. I completely agree, but I think the price increase will probably make up for who they lose. And it's yeah. going gonna, gonna to end up being a bit like Netflix, where they're going to initially say, hey, look at this incredible value. And then a couple of years down the line, when you can't imagine yourself living without suck it, you, they're going to put the price up slowly. Yeah, yeah they're going to put the price up slowly. Like any good that's dealer. what I expect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, uh, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's uh, it's been pretty clear for maybe a couple of years now yeah. that uh, Xbox Game Pass and the Project X Cloud are critical in uh, Microsoft's strategy. And of course, they've uh, they've been talking about reaching billions of gamers. And the only way to do that is really to merge these two, these two together and uh, enable to China. Yeah, yeah, enable players uh, from all over the world, all over. Uh, the kind of devices, be it a PC, console, or a mobile, they all must have access to this platform. And yeah. if they if they can pull it off, then yeah, they will rake in the so, benefits. Yeah, I'm thinking that Microsoft might actually just flat out drop the Xbox Live Gold tier for next gen. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of profit that they're losing. But even if they announce that their console is going to be a little bit more expensive than the PlayStation Five they can leverage that as, hey, you do not need to pay, you know, $50, $60 a year if you want to play Halo online. But if okay. you do want xCloud, if you do want to get Halo on the Game Pass, we have that option for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It could be interesting to see how it all turns out. But, um, I, yeah, with you mentioning about game prices, uh, having to pay so much, I think that's going to be a discussion for another day because that might be the way to lure people in. As game prices increase, a subscription for a month. There you go. Yeah. But yeah. Although Ubisoft said that uh, it's not it's not going up. Yeah. Now. Well, they they said that un- up until Christmas. They said <laughs> the games released this Christmas won't be going up. And I covered. Yeah, I listened to the conference call and uh, I covered the financial report. So, I. We we can talk about this another time, but yeah, for me they're just going to they're waiting and seeing how it works for two K or take two. And we'll oh, see the how... prices will go up. They yeah, will go up. They will. I promise you. But yes. So um, unless anybody else has got something to say about the games and Microsoft's um, potential business moves, I think uh, yeah. we've covered everything. Um, You're thinking, I Dave. want a Microsoft Switch. There we go. Microsoft okay. moved into handheld. Um, X-Boy. I think that's... Yeah, here we go. <laughs> that actually sounds like a good name. Like, it, I, could, I can imagine does, saying, I got my X-Boy. Sounds a bit Boy. better than the PSP or the PS Vita. I, I got my X-Boy. Hmm. <laughs> I like it. 
Anything, Kai? No, I, I'm all for the X-Boy if and when <laughs> I want to drop. <laughs> That's the name of this podcast, X-Boy. Max <laughs> uh, console confirmed. Question mark. No, I think, uh, you know, as we've said before, uh, Microsoft is playing the long game. And it will take some time to get there, uh, you know, both in terms of business models, you know, as 5G uh, is rolled out globally and uh, xCloud, Xbox Game Pass. And of course, their, uh, their new exclusives coming from the newly bought studios. I think it will take uh, two to three years, I'd say. But uh, I think uh, in that time frame, they will be very well positioned to to you know have everything they they wanted to achieve possibly uh, until then however i think uh, the playstation 5 is probably going to be you know at the center of uh, of console gamers uh, at the mind of console gamers because uh, they have more they just have more uh, interesting yeah. original original games and exclusive games for now for now we'll see but that'll be something Absolutely. to see in the future yeah to be fair uh fi- final final thought uh microsoft's first party lineup i i insulted it in years past but with all the studio acquisitions they made in the last couple of years it's really convincing well the first really party lineup when, when they launched the xbox one was absolutely abysmal oh my god terrible terrible and then the, after that that's when they shut down Lionhead, yeah. etc yeah. Uh, so it was it was terrible, but right now they're in an excellent position. They yeah, are they are in a really good a position. Rival Sony it should benefit them. Yeah. Right. I think that's everything for today. Unless somebody's got anything else to say. Nope. nope. Right. That's nope. everything. So thank you for joining us, everybody. And uh, as always, it's lovely to see you, Dave. Right, and yeah, thank you everybody, and goodbye. Bye. Till next See time. ya. <laughs>